Hi guys, um, welcome to the new episode of What's Your Damage Duffy, um, episode 6, Going Strong. Um, by the way, um, I don't know if you guys have ever done podcasting, but so basically when I'm uploading these, I need to choose a specific season and honestly I have no idea no actually I think I do have it have an idea on like how to categorize them it's probably gonna be based on school year I know I sound like such a high schooler but like I just feel like it's gonna be like next year it's gonna be season two let's say or maybe I can do it like on the first day of me uploading the like on the first year anniversary we can start on season two and I mean by that time automatically I'll be a senior um so yeah honestly everything about being a senior scares the shit out of me like I cannot tell you how scary that sounds like I'm so fucking excited I'm like holy shit I'm gonna be an adult um and I'm like that stupid age where I think being 18 is like the peak of your life when in reality I'll have to deal with a bunch of stuff that like I never even considered that my parents have been doing all these years like you know um yeah um but I mean yeah it does sound great like to be out of this country and stuff I don't hate my country I'm even a nationalist in some no that's bullshit but like I do really like I have this really cultural side where I'm like 100% Turkish in the way I behave and in the way I eat, in the way I laugh, in the way I treat people. You know what I'm saying? Even like even the way I'm rude to other people is so Turkish. Um, I'm not actually like I'm not even Turkish. I'm apparently I'm 50% Greek, um, which sounds different, but like it does make sense. Like so, basically, we um, migrated from Greece like lots of years ago and like every time there is a specific thing about me there is a specific habit like eating cheese all the goddamn time my dad keeps like um catching me and he's like oh that's what our people do all the time like oh you're so greek and stuff so yeah apparently i'm 50 percent greek and i do show it i don't know i thought i never did honestly <laughs> i love how i didn't say shit about what the episode is about so today's episode is about taylor's new album let's go red taylor's version oh my god what a masterpiece and the all too well 10 minutes version taylor's version as well um short film because man it was so fucking good that like I had lots of ideas for a while I was like oh my god what the fuck am I gonna do with the new new episode because like I can't really do it every time I feel like it anymore because I I'm doing this as like a cast thing now because like I don't do shit in my life like I don't do sports so like I am using this as a cast activity and I just wanted that to be regular for my teacher to like it I don't even know if my teacher is listening to this I mean she's okay with me cursing by the way if you ever wondered that like she's totally fine with it and one of my teachers started listening to my podcast as well so if Miss Kent is listening hi Miss Kent I love you so much um you're the best teacher of the greatest subject in the world global politics um and yeah so 
what was I? Yeah. So Taylor, I'm going to talk about Taylor, um, the short film, why I liked it so much. And honestly, I'm super creeped out right now because so, you know, I always recorded my episodes in my mom's place and it's like, I don't know how you call that, but like I live on the second floor of the house, let's say. It's like my my room is upstairs. That's how normal people say it, like, dude. And in my dad's place, it's a flat, so, like, there is no upstairs. And I hate it when people can hear me recording my new episode. So I have nowhere to go. So now I'm in this forest, and it's, like, 5.30 p.m., and it's winter, so I can't even tell when the sun is going to go down. And it's it's going to be so creepy if it gets dark in here and I don't want to leave here before I finish the episode basically because the place is full of uni students and this is like the only place I can be completely alone and it's so creepy to be in this forest Um, I feel like Slender Man is going to just like pop out and be like hi bitch remember me remember how obsessed with me in the first grade watching my videos and googling my name and seeing if I'm real like checking it out um and I'm gonna be like no sorry because I mean I love this forest I love the idea of living in a forest and stuff like the lakes Taylor Swift folklore all that vibe but at the same time why am I speaking like such a frat boy not even a frat boy honestly more like a valley girl <laughs> hi aliens <laughs> and I mean It's just like the thing about, like the thing about forests is that I would never live here when it got dark unless I had like a shotgun and like a man with me. Like I'm going to be completely sexist about this. I would be so scared. I would never be here without a man. I know you guys hate me right now, but like I can't imagine being alone or being one of my, being with one of my girlfriends because honestly we're all practically dumb. So I don't, I don't see us surviving and if it was a man, at least at least he would have, like, that violent urge going on. And, you know, since they don't teach girls how to use guns and they do with boys, like, it would help, I guess. I don't know. And I love this forest. Like, I have great memories in this forest. But since they're all gone, it's kind of sad, too. So, like, what, what the fuck am I doing here, right? I don't know, guys. I don't know. But I just needed this place. I'm not recording that this episode in that house so yeah (laughs) thanks for listening me vent for literally seven minutes but if you're still here i really appreciate it and you're the best let's talk about the short film now because it's honestly a fucking masterpiece if you didn't know taylor has started re-recording her old albums because basically so i feel like this is um something that we all know that is happening but like no one knows why she's doing that exactly especially males they're like why is she doing this like is this a new album and then you're like no and then they're like why are you so fucking excited about it and you're like bitch like how how much of a caveman can you be so basically taylor's records like taylor started her music career in nashville and she made her own cd and then she went from Um, record company to record company and she was like 15 at the time so no one ever took her seriously until big machine label group if i don't remember correctly um, incorrectly i mean 
and then her career began and since the album Lover you know the debut Fearless Speak Now Red 1989 Reputation these all belong to that company and in the previous years basically Scooter Brown became a part of a big part of the company and if you didn't hear the name Scooter Brown he's basically a pretty douchebag looking guy that has many allegations from women like there are many allegations from women about him and he's like pretty close friends with like very problematic people and slash celebrities like Justin Bieber I feel like that's enough reason to stay away from a guy and like tell that he is problematic if you're friends with Justin Bieber like how not okay is that like I don't hate him in like an Instagram meme way like the dude actually sucks in my opinion like he has such a dirty history I honestly hate it and yeah so Scooter Brown sucks and Taylor basically like drops hints in her music videos as well like to him because he's such an asshole and he's such a misogynistic guy so Taylor wanted to own her own songs so she started re-recording them and now she owns her records officially so yeah that's like what this is about and this like to clear it up basically and you can check it on spotify if you go to the song credits like when you scroll down in like albums like speak now for example the re-recording hasn't been released yet it basically says um under the like source or something in the song credits it says big machine label group but now in for example red taylor's version and fearless taylor's version if you go to the song credits you'll see taylor swift 2021 so she officially owns it and for the whole female movement and the whole destroy the patriarchy movement this is what like it's about like it's just so important when you think about it and as a woman it means a lot i feel like what she's doing is so admirable and it's just amazing i love it i love what she's doing i love where she's at I love how happy she is and I just admire her so much you guys have no idea and basically she released fearless first and it was great but red and the season in which she released it it's just such a perfect timing I love the album I love every single song but all too well if you haven't heard of it like have you been living under a rock what the fuck but she released a 10 minute version of the song for the first time um so the song is about i mean the album in general is about her breakup with jake jake gyllenhaal um they dated for about three months october 2010 till december 2010 like the end of december 2010 and he basically broke her heart pretty badly because he was an asshole there was no scandal like it, it it it's not like cheating like as much as we know i did some research but you know how fucked up magazines are when it comes to that and guys guys oh my god what the fuck a couple just like passed me by and i'm like i had to um act like i was speaking on the phone because like who wants to hear 
anyone that's speaking to, to themselves like what the fuck that was so weird and i got so embarrassed but i played it so cool you should have seen me you would have been proud of me and i mean why are you walking here i've never seen anyone in here before and they were like this young couple and what is up with me seeing couples everywhere and it's just pissing me off you guys have no idea how many couples there are at this school like it pisses me off not just the campus but like the school that i go to as well there are so many um wlw couples and i love to see them like especially in ninth graders and 10th graders and they're just so great it's just like it's just like allyship at its finest but with the straight couples there's way too many of them and they're all like kind of toxic i mean they're not all toxic some of them are like really fucking cool and it pisses me off so much because like seeing people happy and like you know showing love to each other and like being able to see them for like eight hours straight like you're kind of living the dream and you, you you're not even aware of it like yeah i don't know if i should like sit down somewhere again i'm scared of seeing someone and that was kind of really close not that it would be the end of the world but like i'm an introvert if you guys didn't know i'm an infp in case anyone wonders so it was a big deal and it scared me but whatever so about jake gyllenhaal being an asshole <laughs> so there was no cheating or whatever but he basically ended the relationship out of nowhere because of the age gap basically if you guys don't know taylor was 21 at the time and jake was 30 years old and then taylor wrote this album this song about him and the song is amazing the lyrics are completely heartbreaking like i've never seen such a beautiful piece of art you just relate to it so well like if you've you've been if you've been there it's the best thing you can listen to basically and i don't know like i just love it i love how good the lyrics are like i think taylor's songwriting skills like for everyone who sees her as like this pop artist that like makes songs about breakups and stuff can you please shut the fuck up like she writes about love heartbreak grief and like basically sad stuff and happy stuff as well like she writes about them so well and like if you call her that i feel like you're just a misogynist person because what do the rappers talk about if you're like oh all she ever talks about is boys literally have you ever listened to a rap song that is not about fucking a woman and doesn't contain anything that doesn't objectify a woman like at least she talks about feelings dude like honestly i feel like it's time to shut up for guys like that because it's 2021 and you're still saying that like how old is that and like how unnecessary and cowardly can your hatred be literally like please shut up and respect her because you could never you can never write things that explain feelings that well that specifically and that touchingly like you know you couldn't and obviously that's why you're talking shit about her because you're insecure and you're trying to hide it but maybe get some help 
and do not talk shit about Taylor because honestly, the fandom is getting pretty badass lately and I cannot really guarantee your health or safety if you say stuff like that. Like, yeah. So please just shut up, okay? Like, I love you. No, I don't like, I don't like males that do not listen to Taylor Swift. They're all just fucking red flags. But yeah. But please just try to get better, maybe. You know? And so Sadie Sink is in a short film with Dylan O'Brien. Taylor is in it too for a little while. And Taylor directed and wrote it. And it's filmed in 35mm film. Um, cinematography by Rena Yang, I think. And it was absolutely beautiful. First of all, like one of the first things that I want to like talk about is how beautiful the cinematography was and like how well like how well the shooting was like the whole thing is so pleasing to watch aesthetically and if you guys don't know if you guys haven't listened to the previous episode I talk about how much I have a thing for like aesthetic and like how good something looks um like how much it matters to me that something looks pleasing and it was perfect for me the fall vibe the like cabin in the woods vibe and like it was so pretty and it, it, it's like it was made for me and Sadie Sink is honestly just so beautiful um Dylan O'Brien not so good to look at but like Sadie Sink kind of saved it for me honestly and the one thing so the film is basically separated in like it's it's kind of like seven stages of grief but they're named differently. They're named by Taylor. Um, the reeling part, the remembering part, blah, 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 like um, categorized by the song and the film because like the film kind of goes according to the lyrics. Like it kind of aligns with it perfectly. That was kind of really awesome as well. And so that's basically how the film goes. And it starts with them being all happy the like how the relationship began and then it goes more like it kind of starts showing the bad sides and like she hangs out with the guy's friends and she feels so out of it and then they have this fight in the kitchen and she's like you dropped my hand there and I don't know those people and they're all older than me and I feel so stupid there and he's like Oh, you're being fucking ridiculous. How can I know that I dropped your hand? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, you fucking ruined it. You're just so selfish right now. And then Sadie is like, I mean, they're not called Sadie or Dylan in the movie, obviously. They're called her and him and her later on, which is played by Taylor. By the way, can we talk about how beautiful she is with like every fucking hairstyle? Because she has like reddish hair in the short film. I'm talking about Taylor she looks absolutely beautiful. I would die for that woman. Thank you. They have this fight and then he says like, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry I dropped your hand. But he kind of says this like very, very ironically, like sarcastically. He's like, you know that this is not a big deal, right? I'm just like being, I'm just saying that I'm sorry to, for you to just shut up right now. And it's fucking frustrating, whatever. And then they just break up. She goes crazy. She keeps crying and crying for days. 
she goes to parties and stuff, but she never gets to have fun. And then, you know, we see her like that for a little more. And then she releases this book called All Too Well. And in the launching event of the book, we see him passing by the door of the place wearing a red scarf because, you know, the lyrics, you kept my red scarf because it, you like the smell and it reminds me of, it reminds you of my innocence, blah, 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 blah. And that's kind of how it ends. And it's, in the end, it's like snowing, which makes the vibes even more perfect. Like Taylor, girl, I love you. Thank you so much for the whole Christmas vibe and fall. Like at the same time, it's so perfect, guys. You have no idea how well the cinematography and the colors match with like the whole vibe of the album and the song and everything. Loved Sadie's acting, but Dylan's acting was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Especially that fight scene. It's, I thought it was really bad. And then I started thinking, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal has the most annoying mimics and like the worst what the fuck face expressions and stuff. So I was like, oh, he kind of fucking aced that. Like he's so good at being annoying and like looking fake and like act. It just felt like he was acting really bad with Dylan O'Brien. But then I'm like, if he is acting as Jake Gyllenhaal, which is a really, really bad actor, then it kind of makes Dylan a perfect actor. Um, I know it sounded so deep. And it shouldn't even be deep. I'm sorry. But like, I feel like if you listen to this part for like two more times, I feel like it's going to make sense. I, I promise. Like it, it was actually pretty understandable. It's just I use the same words and phrases over and over again. That's why it sounded confusing. But it'll make sense. I promise. <laughs> the whole heartbreak part, like the way she cried her guts out. I fucking love seeing that because that's me right now. And I related to it so badly. And I feel like it's just the perfect time. I felt like it's just she really touched my heart with the song and the short film. And I feel like that's how it went with lots of other young people and maybe even like adults. The whole thing, like even the the lyrics like I'll keep growing older but your lovers will remain my age that part and honestly the way he broke up with her because of the age gap and now he's 40 and dating a 25 year old model dude what the fuck like why would you break her heart like that and you know how she's like um you said if the age gap was smaller it would be fine and that made me want to die same taylor same we've all been there i feel like i don't know it's just like why do you accept to be with that person in the first place if i mean the age gap is the same when it starts right so why does it start bothering you after a while like why didn't you consider that before she fell for you and got all those good memories and now she's left with memories and ghosts everywhere like it's just so sad and I'm so pissed at Jake Gyllenhaal for this because no, no one should do that. You know, I love how they're trying to be the good guy by saying like, oh, you're too young and I shouldn't be with you. It's wrong. 
how about the stuff you did though like i'm pretty sure they did a lot of stuff like i'm talking about sexual stuff they do that and then they're like oh i can't be with you you're too young i can't date you when i'm blah 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 years old and you're blah 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 years old like dude you weren't thinking about that when you were sleeping with that girl probably or like when you were doing when you're when you were making her do stuff did you give a damn about the age gap I don't fucking think so. So, like, please get your shit together. Like, I know how pe- how some people are like, oh, the Swifties are being way too rude to Jake Gyllenhaal and, like, this is enough. The guy's um, getting so much hate. Like, no, he's not. You, she doesn't even show the 5% of how much um, sadness and heartbreak she went through. And yet it's fucking heartbreaking. Like, imagine how it actually was can you even imagine i can't and i'm telling you he deserves it and she deserves the love she's getting right now because she survived that and i'm so proud of her and i i hate it when people don't give a shit about tragedies or like something that absolutely crushes your heart unless it's something physical because honestly most of the time it's way way worse when it's emotional and it's nothing physical it hurts so much more you can't even imagine and like i'm so sorry i'm making this so deep and like sad and i sound like a fucking drama queen and i'm not crying by the way i'm trying to catch my breath because ah, i don't want to be like around people so like i'm not like sitting down i'm just like walking around so that no one ever sees me in this forest and it's getting dark so i'm trying to like get out of here because i don't want to get murdered i want the sixth episode to be released thank you very much mr Oh, please don't kill me, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. I want to be in the sequel. Did you guys get that reference? Or am I just very much 16 years old? I don't know. A woman just changed her path because she saw me. And I feel so unlovable right now. Which I have been feeling for like a long ass time, honestly. Um, I don't know how I can do this twice every month. Because honestly, it feels so weird. Like trying to not see people and like keep acting like I'm on the phone. But the thing is, I've been kicked out of my house by my abusive mother and my stepfather. So this will, how it's gonna be for a while. Honestly, it might just be like this till I graduate, guys. Cause I honestly don't think I'm going back to that house and I have my manga in there and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I know how stupid it sounds when I'm like, I go through all this shit and then I'm like, what am I? How am I going to get my manga back? And then it's just like not even important. And yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to like distract myself with like minor issues rather than focusing on like the bigger issues. But like there's just nothing I can do about some of the problems I go through. So like I just keep trying to deal with it with like sarcasm. I'm being such a Chandler Bing right now, honestly. Like, currently, I've been living like him. And I know it's not good to, like, hide your feelings. But, you know, it's just, like, I need some emotional support from specific people. And I don't get it. So, it's like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to punch a wall. Which I have done, by the way. Oh, my God. Can I please tell you guys the story? So... We're eating dinner, right? And, like, we're talking about how some people cry when they get mad. And, you know, we're talking about how 
many women do that and we're like oh this is interesting like how women mostly cry when they're angry and my sister is like oh yeah I cry a lot when I'm angry and my stepmother is like oh yeah I'm extremely like when I'm like really really angry I cry like crazy and then there's this like silence and then I go yeah I punch the wall when I'm mad and everyone just looks at me in the dinner table and my dad is like why do you punch a wall and I'm like I don't know I just do because I honestly do there was this time where I like saw this picture of this girl with my crush let's say and it was after like this huge thing that already happened between us and I just couldn't take it anymore so I literally just punched my wall and it hurt a lot like I don't have the physical capacity to be able to punch a wall without hurting myself and I did it anyways like it's not in that masculine way like what I do is pretty much toxic masculinity but at the same time I'm so weak that I didn't manage to make it masculine at all which is I guess a good thing but still it was ridiculous and I do punch a wall when I'm mad and I know how wrong it sounds but believe me if I love you if you mean a lot to me I'm like on the exact opposite like on that spectrum I'm like if I'm on the left with like my hatred with my love it's like on the very right of the spectrum because like I'm just full of extremes honestly I like I don't know why I'm like talking about myself like I'm so fucking quirky I'm literally the most boring person I know but honestly I feel like when I love someone I really really love them with my everything and like I could give them a kidney if they wanted to oh my god wait I was actually talking about that on the last episode am I getting old old already like what the fuck why am I repeating myself like a grandma Wow, that was really offensive considering that my grandpa died like last week and I almost cried today about it actually. So me insulting old people is a sign that I'm completely suffering about his death actually. Um, Why am I analyzing myself? Why am I constantly asking myself why? Dude, like just know the answer for once. Okay, so... And about, do I have anything else to say um, about the short film? I mean, I love, I loved it. I loved how concise and colorful, let's say, and how nice it was. And I love how Taylor has been doing lately. Like her comments on TikTok, her little Easter eggs, her surprises. And I cannot wait Um for speak now in like 1989 taylor's version i honestly cannot wait and i'm so excited to listen to them right now like i'm enjoying red a lot i love every single word she writes in that album like it just touches a very very untouched part of my heart and i'm really glad that like she's doing it like I love how she got herself into this whole re-recording thing and how she's shut the fuck up don't honk when I'm recording something I literally oh my god whatever um I love how she took this whole risk of re-recording like 1200 songs again 
and I love her for it. Like I've never been more proud and I know like she doesn't need me being proud of her. But it's just like that sweet feeling when you grow up with someone. I'm not that old, so it's not like when she first started her career, I was there. She literally dropped her first album the year I was born. But still, I saw her change in the way she talked, in the way she handled stuff, in the way she um, became stronger. And it's, it makes me so emotional seeing myself grow and Taylor being there always as I keep growing and she keeps growing and we're just in it together you know like it doesn't like she stops and I don't stop either she's always there and it's like every time I listen to a song of hers it's just like a warm ass hug you know and especially in this time where I just really really need it the most I'm pretty sure so I hope this is gonna make you watch the whole short film I don't know what my next episode is gonna be. I know this one's kind of short, but like this is my first time recording in a forest that's like creepy when it's dark. So I feel like I'm gonna start doing it earlier, like at an earlier time of the day, because otherwise it's just like it gets dark really quickly and I hate it. But yeah, and I have so much homework to do. So like it, I know how short this episode is comparing to my other episodes. Not that it's like. I mean, it's not short, but, like, for me, it's short. But we're also talking about a short film, to be fair. So, yeah. Um, Oh, my God. The fucking bus. Whatever. I love you guys. I hope you're all healthy. Don't forget to stream Red Taylor's version and every single other one of her songs. And stay safe. Stay healthy. Um, If you need anything, I'm here. Um, I'm not the most like emotionally stable one around you probably but you can always come to me if you want to hear some relatable words about how fucked up life is or something i don't know um but you know i'll try to do my best to help you if you need anything if you want to talk about anything if you have any feedback you know i love to hear it always 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 i really appreciate the ones who listen to this podcast like regularly i love you if you have any ideas you can always dm me um I'm one call away. I'm only one. Okay, no Charlie Puth. No way. No fucking way. Okay, love you guys. Um, take care. Bye.